Hello, welcome to the Jock and Journo show for another week. It is getting excitingly close to the business end of the season. September just around the corner and Collingwood a massive chance to play a big part in finals action. I'm Jay Clark and I want to say hello to the captain of the Collingwood Football Club. Five-time Copeland Trophy winner, five-time All-Australian and he's sitting in front of me with his pants down with uh, some ice on his leg. Uh, well, you got a corky there, mate, or what's the story? Yeah, I do. Just a little corky from the weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, so just a little bit of ice, but I'm well, Jay. How are you? I'm well, mate. Yeah, good, good. To, good to see you. Hello, uh, Sammy Gaston. You're the man behind the scenes who makes all boys. this work. Now, it's Tuesday um, today. Yep. Um, you've sort of been complaining about some of the tunes the players play. How, how is today's um, music at the club? Yeah, well, today's been rough, as all the days are. I've been keeping these complaints in for a very long time. <laughs> but our office is right next to the gym, so yep. the tunes are pumping, yep. and quite often they're very, well, usually, very average. Like the first weights group is all like the sort of turbos. So <laughs> like, oh, like the guys who just get in there, put their, what they call bangers on, right? and they just go like, there wouldn't be a word for 45 minutes, and there's just, it's just tunes, as they like to call it, mm-hmm. and it's just absolute filth. So who's the worst? Who's got Croc. the worst? Well, Benny I Crocker. think it's the worst. Like, there's no, no words. It's just heavy beats, as I like to call it. Oh, that's um, so it's just like rave sort of crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the older guys come in in the second group. And, yep. You know, sometimes we'll get our phones out. And today we had some old school R and B, so a bit of Biggie. Oh, it was Usher, a bit of TLC. Cool. Yeah. Don't yeah, all... go chasing waterfalls. Bit of that? Yeah, a, bit, oh, a little bit of that, mate. mate it's good. You, see, you see everyone when the old school stuff on. Start <laughs> the mood like lifts it. and everyone starts singing along a bit. Yeah. Shift the steel a little bit better. And we work a bit harder the in the steel. office. Huh? We work yeah. a bit harder in the office. Yeah, picks everyone, everyone up. Everyone. So I'm a man. I'm a man who likes to please many. What is the – does a coach ever get on the, um, on the decks? Does he no, ever no. put anything on? No, his office is way out the back. Okay. So stay out of our way. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. He just does yoga. <laughs> <laughs> no music in yoga. Uh, hey, um, as I said, only finals only uh, a couple of weeks away, Scotty. And normally, uh, with thirteen wins, it's a big milestone for a footy club because normally that's enough to secure a finals berth, which is a big tick for any footy team. But uh, this is a bit different, mate. You probably still need one more win before we move on. How, you know, how do you feel about things so far? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's been you know the last. Uh, I think we'd won one out of our last four. I think we lost like it was or something like that. It was like Richmond, Sydney, we got done. Yep. West Coast done. North had a win, but we felt like we were playing some really solid blocks of footy. Even against Sydney, we felt like we played really good game of footy. Just the third quarter, we let it really slip away and, and just Buddy Franklin, you mean? Yeah. Well, he had ten shots on goal out of I think there. I don't know. Was it the fourteen for the game? Eighteen. So, yep. Um, you know, and losing Darcy in that game, and um, you know, Jack Madden comes in for his first game, and before you know it, he's standing next to Buddy Franklin. So, fairly daunting. But we felt like, yeah, that was probably one game that that we let slip, and it was, um, yeah, it was good to bounce back with a, um, you know, I'd say probably again another really good three quarter performance, apart from the first quarter on the weekend, because. I think everyone acknowledges Brisbane are a lot better than where they sit on the ladder. They yeah. they can move the ball really well. They defend really well, and they've got some real star power in their side. So, um, yeah, we knew it was a, it was a game where we had to be on, and we sort of weren't on in that first quarter. I think we were under the pump, twenty two inside fifties to six. But um, our backs held up really well. We only gave away seven shots, and um, it got come into quarter time, and we sort of been dominated. You look up the scoreboard, we're only eleven points down. So, and then we 
turned the corner from there. It was great having big plugger back in the forward line. Jordy Goey and um, you know I think he had ten shots on goal in his return game. So plugger, yeah, he's uh, he's handy that that kid, isn't he? New nickname or not? Um, no, I like to call him plugger because he's pretty commanding, isn't he? When he comes out of the goal square, <laughs> he just seems to draw the footy. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a phenomenal player. He like we were saying after the game, he probably could have kicked eight, and it wouldn't have been like wow, he's kicked eight. It's sort of he had eight really gettable shots at goal. Why does it click for him, you reckon? Um, oh, I speak about this a bit, but I think just time in the system and the game now started to slow down a little bit for him. He, he's not rushed out there anymore. You see him take guys on because he's just got such a good feel. And um, what is he? he's about six foot three and a half and ninety five kilos, so he's a fairly unique, mm. unique guy Mix. to play on because he's so quick. It's like Dusty. Um, yeah, but he's bigger. You know, he's bigger than Dusty. Like Dusty's, I think six two, probably ninety kilos, where Geordie's like ninety five and mm-hmm. almost six four. So it's sort of like Paddy Cripps type stuff. So, um, yeah, he's yeah exciting player and, and crucial for us moving is, forward. Is it? Um, this might be tricky. Is he making better choices off the field? Um, yeah, well, he's not allowed to drive a car because he still doesn't have his <laughs> license. So he's. Um, no, but I think he is. I think I. Because um, he wasn't always getting that right. Yeah, but I think when you when you start playing really good footy like this, and you see that what you're doing off field, how big of an impact it's had on the field. You know, he hasn't hasn't touched alcohol all season um, and you know that was his call to do that and I think when you start playing footy this well and you get momentum and it clicks for you you, you realise everything that you do leads to mm. you know your performance on the weekend your preparation throughout the week and um, getting the best out of every day so uh, yeah he's been super this year and yeah like I think too he's just maturing he's yeah. come in as an 18 year old you know you achieved your dream you're at a footy club um, yeah, and now he, he really appreciates the opportunity that he's got and he loves getting out there. And I know even the two weeks that he missed, it killed him to yeah. miss two games, especially Richmond and, and Sydney. Like that, that really hurt for him to not be able to play those two games. From your perspective, right, and we haven't spoken about this, but was that the hardest thing you've had to do as captain? Like when, when he sort of messed up again and you had to sit down and go through all that with him, knowing that he'd sort of stuffed up a couple of times before and you guys collectively have got to come up with some outcomes and a path forward. Like, in hindsight, did you was you find that was one of the hardest things you've had to do or...? Um, oh, not really probably one of the hardest things. It's just more sort of like how can we get through the message that we want to Geordie while still showing that we care. Yeah. But it's going to but be it hadn't pretty... Been, it's hadn't going to been, be... Have got through before. Yeah, but it's going to be a pretty hard stance. But we needed to let him know that this isn't about... And the message that come out, it's not about him as a footballer because we all trust him implicitly on the football field and we know what he can do. But yeah. it's like, how can we make him a better person or, or give him the chance to become a better person off the field by making better choices? And um, yeah, and I think it was probably one of those, you know, light bulb moments for Geordie too that um, he's, he's not just a young kid who can get away with stuff. You know, football is such in the public eye, playing for Collingwood, yeah. playing the way he plays now, like, you know, we went to see last week, Bucks mentioned his haircut. It's on the back page of the Herald Sun. That's yeah, yeah, to go. Yeah. He's got a new haircut. So he knows that um, he's he's in a different situation to a lot of people now. You know, he's a, he's a big figure in, in this town and he is. everywhere he goes type stuff. So he's, he's figured that out and he knows, you know, his, his way around that. And he, he sort of – he enjoys the, the quiet of life now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that interesting because you're not dealing with a person on their first um, – Mistake, you know, when it gets to the second, third, fourth for anyone, not just football or whatever, you know, how do you, as you said, get through to a person when you 
potentially haven't previously, you know, and maybe like everyone, you make mistakes in life and, and um, it's just taken him a bit of time to mature. Yeah. But holy hell, has it worked this year for him? Because is he top five in your best and fairest, do you reckon? I, mean, oh, I know I know he's yeah, missed some yeah. footy. I'd say if he hadn't missed footy, yeah. I think he'd probably missed six games for the year maybe or yeah, five. Okay. Or probably four games. Did he miss the first two? Probably two and two, wouldn't it be? Yeah, two at the two, start and missed two. the first two. He'd still give it a shake. It'd be all Australian moral yeah. as a forward. This year, you reckon? Absolutely. Despite missing games? This, well, he's missed four. There's players in the comp who've had f- four bad games. Do you reckon he's all Australian, guess? Mm, I reckon he'd be just out. Because he's competing against Dusty and Danger in that spot, isn't he? Yeah, but he plays a lot more four. Those guys play 50-50. Yeah. Um, yeah, Geordie, oh, well, yeah, for me, he's like he's unbelievable. But, yeah, he, he'd, he'd be. I wouldn't be surprised. He has to be in the squad. Probably not, yeah, not a lock for... Um, because sheer number of goals he hasn't got compared to other people, mm. but yeah, his impact is phenomenal. I reckon I always I like the aliens test, right? So in terms of the all Australian stuff, who would you pick if you're playing the aliens to save planet Earth, right? Yourself, Joel Selwood, Paddy Cripps would be guys I would have to save planet Earth, right? Yeah. In the same equation, I would have Geordie to go in a pocket. Yeah, you? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's a. Um, I suppose the big ones always traditionally like the ruck spot. With all Australian, it's like yep. only pick one rock, yep. one one ruck. Um, two this year. It has to be two this year. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is like, because we're talking clearly about Brody and, and Max Gorn. Yeah. But it's like, you, you pick two, but guess what? One of them will be disappointed because <laughs> yeah. one starts on the bench yeah. and one ruck. So the guy yeah. who gets the ruck spot's like, well, they picked me over you. Yeah. So um, I'll probably but, go Max too, by the way. Yeah. In the first ruck. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, but yeah, um, I'd go Brody. We should have a coffee on that. Yeah, uh, at the end of the year, and this week against Port Adelaide. Um, but Paddy anyway, White I think Geordie would be close to winning our best and fairest. I suppose from the original question, would <laughs> <Yeah>. be top five. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> probably I. Brody, Brody or Geordie. I reckon they've been phenomenal. Yeah, Brody has added next. So I'd be I'd love to know when the last time a, a Collingwood ruckman won a BNF. Moncost? Well, I don't know, but it's funny though because yeah, Brody, Brody is a ruckman, but. As we say, like you can have the most dominant ruckman in the comp, like Sanderlands, and all teams can set up for it. The advantage Brody creates for us is his ability to be a midfielder really quickly. Yeah, That's yeah. where the true advantage lies. You know what? And in, in further to that conversation, this is the enigma about Geelong at the moment because um, they've got three superstar ruckmen and three midfielders. Uh, three, sorry, yeah, excuse yeah. me, three superstar on ballers, right? And if they, with Ray Stanley, I don't understand why they're not more successful from the clearance. With those three guys, if they're reading the opposition's tap, yeah, right, but if you how re- are they? Yeah, it's very hard, though, because if you're... Um, is it? Yeah, it is, because if you're reading, you're reactive. So you can't just, like, roll the dice off your guy and just be like, I'm going to try and get through there. Because one's if he doesn't hit it there. So it's more like, oh... Say, if, um, say this week Brody didn't play, Coxie was out, we had, like... I don't yeah. know, just say... Steal in the ruck. Yeah, steal in the ruck. And yeah. I was on you. Yeah. I would be on you, trying to... Wherever you move, I'm on you like a tagger almost. Yeah. And the ball lands in our area. I'm going to try and beat you from that play. But yeah. you're always going to be half a step in front on the yeah. clearance type situation. So it's not like sort of, oh, you just shark the opposition ruck. It's like you can't just run blindly through a gap. But it can only go so many spots. Like, Well, it can go a lot of spots when you think about it. There's three midfielders at the front and you can hit it to about 12 different spots. So yeah. like you, you, it's almost like the clock. Seriously, you look at a clock and it's got 12 numbers on yeah. it. Every team can work that compass. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's a little bit tricky. And that's where your high half-backs, high half-forwards, wingers yeah. play a role in closing down that outer bubble. This is where when I played footy, Scotty, when I was a battler down in Geelong, I used to always try and work out the code for the opposition's ruckman because I would just try and read what they were talking about and then you knew every time. Yeah, well, Sydney back in the day had like Bondi. Yeah, um, suburbs. Coogee or whatever. And I was just like, well... This is great, but I don't understand the compass too well, so I don't know where Bondi is from here. So hold us man up. Well, yeah. uh, while we're speaking about your midfield, can you, can you tell us about uh, Tay Adams? Um, if I'm reading this right, since Adam Trelaw's gone down, I reckon Tay Adams has stepped up. I reckon he's had probably, I don't know, the best month or two of his career at Collingwood. Is that an overstatement? Yeah. or what oh, do you I think Yeah, I think he's just sort of back to that form, probably if not a little bit better than the form that he played displayed for a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think the the balance shifted when Adzi went out because we had such a, mm. you know, there was everyone fit, healthy around the ball. So it's a big loss. Yeah, well, you lose Adzi and um, Tay's probably stepped up and taken a fair chunk of that that role. But when there was Adzi, myself, Steele, Tay, Cal Brown, Braden, Sire, like you all you all step back a little bit because mm. you know you got to sh- share the load and. Um, Tay would say it would much rather have Adzi in the side because it shares the load and yeah. whatever. But yeah, he's stepped up massively and um, his game against Sydney, his game again on the weekend, um, Richmond has all been first class. He's in an understaff. His pressure around the footy is he's so good and um, yeah, he's yeah on the weekend. You sort of just notice his intensity around around the footy, around the clearances. He just reads it so well. Him and Brody have got a, a really strong connection and um, but yeah, hopefully we get um, Adzi Trelaw back soon. Which would be nice. He's running around today, having a kick and doing some scooter activity. He would be confident of coming back, I'm guessing. Um, I actually, in all seriousness, I haven't really had a chat with him because mm-hmm. I know that he's in rehab and he's doing everything he can. And like, if he gets back, in my mind, um, mm-hmm. and he's ready, that he'll play. Yeah. And he's like, he looks like he's ticking boxes and flying because he's always progressing and he's always got a smile on his face and mm-hmm. moving forward pretty quickly. Um, I think Nicky Del Sano came back from the same hamstring tendon surgery in about 10 weeks. I think uh, Trelaw's at about seven now. Yeah. So if you make it to a second final, maybe preliminary final, that's when he probably comes into the mix if he can build his fitness yeah. enough. I mean, because yeah. there's going to be concern about just well, match is fitness, well, isn't it? This week would be eight. Following week would be nine. The yeah. bye week would be 10. Right. So, yeah. I think You've you, done yeah. the best. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it wasn't that hard to count three more weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I reckon he would give himself a chance. That's that's all. I reckon if you were injured at the moment and your side's going in finals, all you want is a chance. Yeah. So you can sniff something, that you can chase something that motivates you. Because if our season was done in potentially two weeks' time, it'd be really hard for him to – well, they probably wouldn't be pushing him to get back. Mm. You know, So that, that'd be the, the toughest part about being injured. This is where the pre-finals buy I think is great. I, I love it because it gives, you know, it gives you guys a freshen up. We get excited to talk about the matches upcoming for a, a weekend. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it gives those injured players that extra week to get back. Like the Western Bulldogs a few years ago, Libman, McRae or whatever, would these guys got back and, and yeah. took them to a flag. So I, I don't mind that. Yeah, I reckon it's a good chance to just sort of have a reset too. Yeah. And as you said, it builds like the – well, I've noticed because I initially didn't really like it, but it builds the fanfare, the stories, the yeah. – coverage of your team training all that sort of stuff goes yeah. nuts and yeah. it does it's sort of like two weeks the players get a chance to reset a little bit embrace the hype and then yeah, um, yeah it's huge that first final is massive when it comes around because everyone's yeah. just been like starved of footy yeah Gas, have you just noticed? I've just noticed, I think, for the first time, the scar next to your left eye. It was is that, I noticed it as soon as you walked in. Have you, is that where you got cut or is that an eyebrow ring that we've never... Where? 
You got oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got split open against Sydney. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Who got, who got you? Oh, I don't know. It was just oh. before. No, I don't. It was just before half time. The player's code. No, I seriously don't. It was just before half time. You know, there was um, a marking contest. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up in it, but I was in the marking contest because yeah. I usually don't go for those. I just no. stay on the ground. And yeah. I remember running out of the back line and I was like, oh, I feel something on my eye a little bit here. Just looked down. I just had clarity all over me. Yeah. But I prided myself for so many years of not being split open. Yeah? Yeah, the pregame Vaseline all over the eyes. And Do you? Yeah, absolutely. What is that? How does that help? Well, you? because you don't want to get cut. So Vaseline all over the eyes. And plus, my sweat stings. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so I put Vaseline all over my forehead pregame uh. in my hair. So it doesn't drip down into my eyes because so Buddy's stings. oiling up his arms, and you've got the best yeah, yeah, Vaseline yeah. on the forehead, on the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, you could ask Ro here, our, our head trainer, that every week come in Vaseline. All the boys, all like the first year guys who ever come in play, they're always like, are you, "What are you putting in your hair and face?" And I'm on Vaseline. It goes all over me pretty good. Right. Yeah. There so you how, go. how does it help you? Well, because I put on my forehead, right? So when the sweat goes there, it yeah. runs down the side of my face, yeah. okay. not into my eyes. Yeah. It seriously stings. Right. So I get the sweat funnel aspect. Yeah. But what? But how does it? Does it help you be not tackled or not? No, well, then I just put it near my eyes. So if I get a cut, I'm just hoping the elbow just slips a little bit more or whatever. The vas is there. <laughs> Boxers do it. Yeah, MMA right. people do it to stop cuts. So there might be something in it. There you go. Yeah. Do they do it to help the. No, the, they the, do it as well. So, like, when they get hit, punches and that slip more often because it's not like rough skin or yeah. dry skin. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe look into more, more facials as well throughout S- the week. Smart, mate. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. otherwise. But I got split, so I don't know if my theory. Yeah. Well, I think my the- theory is okay because it's the first time in. 270 games. You've been cut. Joel Selwood, your good mate, on the other hand, yeah. uh, he's the league leader of bleeders, as it was described in yeah, a but tribunal case. But, but he's gone because once you get cut, like yeah. you've got all the scar tissue there, so it's just like you get flicked in that spot and he'll be gone now. Right. Once a cutter, always a cutter. Why don't you tell him? Why don't you, why don't you pass these tips well, on, it's mate? too late, mate. It's too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Hey, uh, how's that? Oh, Jackie Magin. Last a free question here. So is it right that you are no longer the best basketballer at Collingwood? Because you look at, you know, are you a little bit down about your your crown being taken? No, that, well, it's completely up to individual opinion, that one. Well, well have you had a game or not? Oh, we had a little shoot-around one day. and Yeah, have you uh, played a yeah, game or a yeah, shoot-around? Oh, no, we had like sort of a, a modified one-on-one, one-on-one. game. And, yeah. Um, yeah, you got me by, I think, like one or two points. Um, oh, one, we one or yeah, two. 13, 11, because you've got to win two. by two. So when I was up 9, 10, I missed a dunk on him, which hurt me. So Right. Um, yeah, so Jackie, um, He's good. yeah, it's good. So he can play, huh? Yeah, he can play. He's good. So um, he was in the NBL for a couple of years, I think. Cairns? Cairns. Before that, he was at in college? In college in America, and then Cairns is a development player. Um, yeah, and then come across to our club here, and he's been super. Like, it's a fair story. Like, I don't think, like... Yeah, when he when he first got here, I would have almost been like, like I could see to oh, no, I could see why he's a cat B. Like I'm like, good size, good athlete, competitive, but like he he's got a lot of work. He his kicking has improved like so much. Yeah, I don't think you'd mind me saying this, but when he got here, yes. he probably couldn't hit the backside of a barn. <laughs> <laughs> so, like but like he yeah. works yeah. so hard on his game. Like he's now so reliable when he gets the ball, makes great yeah. decisions. And he just knows what his strengths and weaknesses are, and um, yeah. yeah, to be to be doing what he's doing after like he's what first year of football in yeah. like such a long time playing senior footy, yeah. playing a really important role for us, and yeah, he's um, and he loves it. You know, such a like you watch him when we kick a goal on the weekend, he celebrates as hard as anyone from fullback. Like oh, he's just good. so invested in the team success, and that's good. Yeah, it's great. And he's a rip, ripping fella, and 
um, yeah, his story is pretty unique. And like, as you said, he's probably like that sort of 100 to one shot at the start of the year, but mm. just keeps chipping away and opportunity opened and he's ready for it. Tell you what, there has been, in the past couple of years, um, there's been a lot of stories, a lot of criticism of Collingwood's drafting and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, there's been some criticism of Geordie there for a while over the yeah. past few years. But I tell you what, between Stevenson, the pickup of uh, Sammy Murray, uh, Brody Meyercheck, um, who's filled a very important role, um, Cat Bear rookie Jack Madgen, like yeah, there's been Flynn Appleby as well, rookie before he did his hammy. Um, yeah, we've had. I think we've had a pretty successful, very. Um, period of time yeah but it's one like it's always funny because you hear like clubs lists get attacked and then their game plans get attacked and then all of a sudden it's like oh your list is great your game style is great like it's so it goes hand in hand you know if you're playing a good brand of footy confidence buy-in is great all the players are maximizing their talents Mm -hmm. and then when it goes back a little bit it's Mm -hmm. like oh the list isn't good the talent's not there yeah the game style's not there like it all ties in so closely it's never just like or it's the recruiters, or it's the coach. It's like it's all ties in so much. Like yeah. You've got to be able to find something that maximises the player's strengths and your list strengths. That's it. I do think St Kilda is about to implode at the end of the season. And we did say on the Jock and Journo show at the start of the year who we think is going to go up the ladder, who do we think is going to um, come a cropper. And I think I did sort of say, Scotty, that I don't want to pat myself on the back it's here, but I think we did call it um, early, get set for changes at uh, that footy club at the end of the year. Hey, how's the uh, house going, mate? So you're building these great new digs in Elwood? Are you moved in yeah. yet? No, not quite. So we're right. out of Mount Martha. Yep. We're into a little Airbnb in Elwood Park and yep. just waiting. So I think hopefully uh, that week of the finals, we, we've moved in to, to um, our new dig in Elwood. So, well, how and when, sorry? Um, Week leading into the final, so you know, got to buy that buy week. Hopefully, we'll move in. We'll move in, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be nice. Hardwick and Co., the um, builder down there, they've done it, have they? Yeah, you got a little lap pool on the side, got a little pool on the side, yeah. Um, actually, I was there yesterday because we moved a lot of stuff upstairs, is basically done. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we moved Gaster's Lofted over here. What are you laughing about, Gas? <laughs> that was the most unnatural plug of all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've given him, I've given, I've given him. Um, actually, yeah, I've fucking given him that many plugs. <laughs> I'm triple M. Um, yeah, but I got the lap pool. I went there the other day. <laughs> Did you? And upstairs is pretty much done. Yeah. Like we've moved all our bedroom and stuff in up there. Where's the man? How's the man cave coming? Um, yeah, it's good. We're, we're in like a little bit of an awkward situation with the man loft at the moment. Do you need some help? Can oh, I, well, I counsel you on it? Alex is thinking about turning us into like a little wellness area. Oh, no, you're in trouble. Yeah, and I was. No, you're so in I'm sort of pushed. I've pushed the wellness area at the moment back yeah. downstairs. Good. Yeah, good. So she wants like loft. yoga mats and candles and no, stuff. No, we're talking like infrared sauna up the top. Infrared um, sauna? Yeah, but we've got. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa. What's an infrared sauna? Like, is it a, like. To, what? What is that? Infrared sauna. Yeah. It's. The new whiz bang of saunas, mate. So Is I'm it a big hot? sauna, but yeah, hot. But it's the so you sit in an infrared sauna. Yeah, um, it's probably not as hot as the traditional saunas. Yeah, but yes, um, your normal sauna. Yeah, you sit in there for 45 minutes. It's um, it's yeah, it unbelievable. Great. Imagine the imagine copping a strobe light in your eyeball gas. No, no. So it's not like not like red laser beams all over you. Well, what is it then? But um, it was just like infrared heat. Mm. Um, yeah, so sitting there for 45 minutes and doing. I still I do them a bit anyway. 
um, probably weekly. So right, very good. I prefer a man loft with like a comfy couch. But yeah, so we've got a no, little so bar fridge. We're going. We're getting the infrared sauna still, but it's going to be going downstairs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So how's your area coming along? Um, it's going to be pretty vacant to start with. Oh. So I want to get in there. I want to feel my way through. Standing there, lights. I think we need to put this out to the Twitter world. What does Scott need in his man loft? Man cave must-haves, yeah. 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 Um, At SP underscore 10 or gas, what's the Collingwood one? Collingwood FC. There you go. Give me some ideas. Yeah, well, yeah. I want to feng sway it, though. What does that mean? We'll get in there and just feel it. Yeah, okay. Just relax. Close my eyes. Right, TV needs to be there. Table tennis table needs to be there. Yep. The Gatorade fridge needs to be over there. Yeah. That type of stuff. I don't think you want a table tennis table. It's a wine fridge or a beer fridge. Oh. Gatorade, mate. Yeah, okay. I don't I'm not a big drinker. No, I know, but that'll change slightly when you when you've finished your playing career, Scotty. Yeah, I'm sure you enjoy a red. I don't mind a red, but I'm not a big drinker of red. No, but you yeah. can still you know, on a Friday night. We're talking Friday about- night, yeah, just before my game, just dabbling a red. <laughs> ah, when you finish, Scott, jeepers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking to your coach on Triple M on Sunday, Triple M Rock Football. And, um, that would have been exciting. He, it was good. Yeah. And uh, he said uh, that his vice, like after the game, good win over uh, Brisbane, you know, sort of said, how do you come down? And he said that he might have a, a wine or, you know, a beer or something like that and a packet of cheese twisties, I think he said in the end. Have you got a, have you got a post-game sort of vice, you know, where you might sort of indulge in something? Um, Is it like a, a go-to snack? No, not really. Like just fruit or something? No, just like a strawberry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, to it's be honest. It's so uninspiring, isn't oh, it? Oh, but like I don't, so, some players are different. Pizza, surely. Nah. Day after, like the night or the day after a game, like I'm done. <laughs> Stick a fork in me after a game, like I'm cooked. Well, you'll just go straight to sleep. I just want to go home and just lay on the couch. I can't sleep, but I just want to lay on the couch, almost like curl up in a little ball and, and just not lay. Talk. Do you talk to your wife or? A little bit. It's a pretty short talk. Not much. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> no. Nah. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Like I just, I got nothing. You don't really do anything. I've got nothing to give. Okay. Like, so this Saturday, my parents are staying at my place after the game. Yep. So Alex is like, oh, we'll go out and have dinner or something after the game. and That'd be nice. I'm just like, oh, I couldn't. Like, yeah. I just you don't want to talk to anyone, do you? I just don't. I just want to just like, – I actually want to get home and just lay on the couch, curl up in a little ball. Poor Lizzie, your mum wants to yeah, you know, know. spend know. some time. But, yeah, it's a, like, yeah, some guys have just got like, energy after a game. I'm done. Yeah. So the next day – we went out for dinner in Albert Park and we had like these little herb bread things come out before dinner. They were like probably the best thing I've had in a while. Yeah. So good. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's not Do you know what? Like, diet, what it? probably my biggest thing that I feel like after a game is like I'd love like this giant sort of smoothie with just like ice, yep. like fruit, ice cream, whatever it is in there, just bang, so cold that just sort of refreshes you because I'm so hot after a game. You're overheated, mate. Yeah, yeah, cooked. The discipline is amazing. Like we obviously talked about this a lot, but sometimes I go home, I just you know love having a couple of. Blocks of chocolate. Biscuits or something <laughs> like that. What do you have, Gas? What's your advice? What do you, what no, do you I'm have? I'm along the same school of thought as you. Like yeah. What I do you go, go for? go to the gym after work here, I get home and think, oh, I'll treat myself to a can of Coke. Yeah. Even, yeah. even it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No caffeine after four o'clock. It affects your sleep. Yeah. There you go. I've tried. I've, been, I've started drinking chamomile tea. Yeah. At the start, I... So I'm not a tea drinker. So at the start, I put milk in it. I just thought you put milk in herbal tea. Ugh. It wasn't great, I'll be yeah. honest. So I've learned to take the tea out and um, milk out. Yeah, that's it's been okay. Yeah. So what's your vice then? Oh, heaps. I got too many. Yeah. Um, I can be. I can be a bit of a sweet tooth. Like what? 
Uh, yeah, like biscuits are pretty nice, aren't they? Like any sort of chocolate biscuit. Well, I feel Tim Tam. a fair bit of oh, chocolate. Like Tim Tams. Yeah, but I find like I'm either I'm either full bore or I'm nothing. Like yeah. I just can't find that middle ground. Yeah, well, that's what Alex taught me because obviously she's a nutritionist. Yeah, she like noticed that with me. So I used to be like up and down, anal for six days, and then yeah. the day after a game, it'd Blow just be out. like go out for breakfast, would go out for lunch, would have a pizza for dinner. Yeah, she'd be like, you just eat one bad day a week, but then you. Like unbelievably strict for six. Yeah, and I was like, I just find that easier. But now she'd be like, it's now. It's just like have good balance across seven days, and it's mm. just so easy. Mm. But yeah, that was hard shifting to that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. need Alex to do me a meal plan. Yeah, yeah. what's her website? Uh, I don't even know if she has one. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plus yeah. hey, um, before we finish, what do you reckon about Jaden Stevenson's uh, rising star chances? Because He's just come back in the field, or it, it, in certainly from a betting point of view, or it feels like that race is evened up. You know, two months ago it was his award to win, but now Witherden, Doday, etc. Oh, we'll lose, yeah, excuse me. That's all right. Um, is he the um, winner of this year's Rising Star Award? I think he is. And why is um, that? Oh, I just he plays in probably like one of the hardest spots to play in on the ground—a small forward, mm. pressure forward who's come in and kicked thirty-four goals already with two games to go. So yep. he could potentially have a 40-goal season his first year. And we're talking like 34 goals the last couple of years wins the goal-kicking here at this club. I don't think any of our leading goal-kickers have been that high for five or six, like since Trav. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's I was just saying. Like last year someone won it with like 28 or something yeah. Yeah. or 30. Faz. So like – Jamie. Um, yeah, Faz or Jamie or whatever. Sure. So I was like the his ability to come in and to have that impact like his – pretty scary like he's kicked 30 plus already in his first year and he's like literally still the body of an under 18 kid yeah and he's played every game he hasn't had a rest yeah. or anything like that and he's just yeah and he's an exciting talent um yeah and he's he generally excites when he gets the footy like you can hear the crowd lift when he gets it because he takes people on mm. and, um but there's some good players in the field like the witherden from um, brisbane. brisbane and yeah. duty or is it duty or duty from I think. adelaide but um yeah, yeah i think Ronk, Jaden, yeah, Ronk, Henry, um, Jack Henry. Yeah, it's hard because you know if you you can't like I heard um, Chris Fagan like statistically say if you have a look at the stats of Witherden he's you know almost like an elite halfback across the many fields but um, like you'd say the same about Stebo playing as a small forward he's probably elite mm. across many fields but you have a look it's a lot harder I reckon to be an elite small forward. Do you think you? I know you played a lot of junior footy. On the wing, do you think he'll move into the midfield, or do you think he'll play the bulk of his AFL career forward? Well, he doesn't doesn't. He's pretty humble, but he also is quite cheeky, Jaden. So he's telling me that he will play a little bit more in the forward line. But then when I retire in two years' time, yep. that he's he'll just take my spot on ball spot. Yeah. So he said like when I'm done in two years, so he's just written me off after yeah, two yeah. years. How'd that he'll take be, that. And what? Yes, mate. Well, not me off my perch. No, I said. Well, <laughs> when you're when you're ready to come in, let me know and. One preseason, we'll, we'll go at it. So, um, yeah, but I don't. He's probably really... got you covered off the mark. Like the you'd have me covered in most areas. <laughs> um, yeah, he's about eight years. He's a freak of a talent for a young kid. Let's see how he goes in the shoebox. That's where you do your best work in close. So yeah, yeah. Sell some candy. But he, I think he'll win. But I thought the same thing about Heater when Heater was here and should have won the Rising Star and come third. So, mm. yeah, can be a funny award. Lewis yeah. Taylor beat Bontempelli. Yeah, but I think you, when Lewis Taylor beat Bonton Pally, everyone looks back now and says Bonton Pally's a better player, should have won. But yeah. first year. But I, that's, Even we're back the debate then, he was, still, he was doing Bonton yeah. Pally things. Yeah, but we're having the debate before 
off off air, weren't we? About should it be just like first year in the system? I would like that. So you're first. And then Tim Kelly gets it. Well, Tim Kelly would be in the um, argument to win it this year with Steve O. Oh, he's. I reckon Tim Kelly's had a better year than Steve. Yeah. So that's so then that's why he'd be in the argument, wouldn't he? Because we'd debate that. Oh, I said it'd Um, be clearly win. I I would like it if it was your first year. So. Yep. Because what, like, if you're 25, it's still your first year playing at this speed. You shouldn't be like, oh, well, you had a mature body. I it's like you that. already had, you had to wait seven years for your chance. Yeah, and it like takes some of the perseverance and all that by Tim Kelly to do what he's doing. Like he never gave up. It's harder to do what he's done than as a first round draft pick. It's a good call. So I'd like to see that because I reckon once you've played a game and you've done a whole, you know, a whole season, you played like well, I think my second year, I'd played nine before that year mm. and come in and still get like rising star and whatever it's like I should have been ineligible I reckon mm-hmm. so I, I had a taste for it I knew what was coming I knew how hard you had to work in pre-season yep. these kids have no idea they walk out round one they're there and, yep. Yep. and Brady Marchick has also been very important for you guys hasn't yeah. he With in, um, in some injuries um, yeah. Checkers has been awesome Yep. Yeah. Well, he had to wait seven years for his. Yeah, seven years. Job. I said that's harder. That's so much harder because they could have given up so many times. Yeah. Like I said, it's not. It's not he waited. It's like yeah, he waited seven years, but he also missed out on seven drafts. So seven years in a row, he got a massive kick in the guts. You would have thought after five and six, you would have thought uh, my cards yeah. are marked. Well, but like how it much would have been easy. Moment? Yeah, hundred percent. At the moment though, he's just loving life. Yep. It's so good to see. Just on Brisbane, finally. Do you, I reckon there's a chance they might be a little bit overrated? You know, guess how many wins Brisbane have got? Four. How many Gold Coast got? Four. Well, what, we're saying Gold Coast has got the worst team in the that history was right. of AFL. Both times then, wasn't I? Yeah, you were, Yeah. It's not about wins and losses. It's like competitiveness. And yeah. so... Yeah, been a lot So like, yeah. last year for us, everyone was like, you only had... I don't know, seven wins last year for us. But you didn't get blown out. We were also like, well, we were in so many games where we lost by two goals. We lost by, you know, two and a half goals, all this type of stuff. Early in the year, we kicked ourselves out of games. Mm. So, like, well, if we can, five of those games we've seen as we lost. Mm. So there's 12. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're around the mark. It's different when you pluck a few here and there. Um, I think Brisbane have been probably more competitive. Which is be fair than, than Gold Coast. That's fair. Yeah. Still, at the end of the day, this yeah. Still, I know you still. It's a scoreboard based business, business yeah, Scott. We're still in the business of a win loss. I understand that, but um, yeah, I think. Well, if I said to you, who do you think will be high on the ladder next year? Brisbane. Yeah, they could play answer. finals, can they? Yeah. I'm just saying. At the end of the day, we keep talking about Brisbane being the. Oh, at some at some stage though, it's like every club, and we went through that last year. It's like, well, the year before we sort of got like a pass mark because we're really competitive yeah. and then last year though was our year where competitive doesn't cut it because yeah. you need a win mm, yep. and that will come for those clubs at some stage where it's like it's no longer a tick to be competitive yep. you need to win games of football yep. because it's it's almost easy after a while to get within three goals and lose amazing the sliding doors moment and we're not going to go into this but the sliding doors moment of last year and the and the big decision the club made obviously on the coach and and everything else just how different this season could have looked had um, the board and co went down oh, another path like, it would have been so different just because new coach new game plan he rates players differently he doesn't have the same relationship as what Bucks has with players yeah um, yeah, then it would be like probably you probably need like two years of turnout because that's where our industry is really weird that you come in as a senior coach and you don't get to pick your staff. Yep. So you come in yep. and then you turn it. You have to turn, turn your staff over. over to what you want, which is takes probably two years. What's Clarko's favourite song? 
I'm not too sure. Quick, the quickest fix is oh, stability, yeah, yeah, yeah. or the quickest fix in football is stability. Some other. Like yeah, yeah. I think I told you that. Did you? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so like fear wisdom. Yeah, no, well, it's not mine. It was Clarko's. But um, <laughs> you don't. Yeah, that's strange though about our game. So you get given the most important role at a football club that I'd say is the coach. Yep. And you come in and you don't have your yeah. your dream staff that you want. That's so crazy. then you get like two years to try and turn that all around. But then your third year, if you don't have success, it's like the cutthroat year. And that's what uh, Ruzi's been saying about Brennan Bolton. Like he walked into a club and he's going for Probably wouldn't have known anybody moment. when he first go, gets there. Maybe not. He's done a few interviews and then walks in and has to be like, I've got to get to meet all these people and I'm expected to lead the charge on and off the field. Mm. Yeah. Lastly, are you frustrated by the injury count? No. It hasn't. Like, a, like seriously, it doesn't really enter my mind other than feeling for the guys who go down. Yeah. Um, it just is what it is. So clearly everyone here would love for it to have like what Richmond's got, mm-hmm. but we don't. And, yeah, I think we've shown that even with like the Sydney yeah. game last week, it doesn't matter a whole deal. But it just does come because, because Jack Madgen plays on Buddy and mm-hmm. that wins in the game. So it does have a huge bearing. Yeah, like, That's so, where that yeah, argument falls down. Yeah, so we'd, we'd look at the Sydney loss and be like, look how many contests we lost up the field that gives Buddy a one out. Buddy's going to beat whoever. He's the best forward of the time. Jeremy Howe plays. You win that game, surely. Well, because who's playing on Buddy? Like you're getting Buddy's getting the ball one out inside fifty, to his advantage side. Like good luck to anyone. Mm. So, yeah. And then on the weekend, like Hitwood, guys like that, the ball went in there twenty eight times after the three after the first quarter. Mm. It's pretty hard to kick a winning score when it's only going in there that many times. You got a Tom Lynch update for Collingwood fans before we go? Oh, I haven't seen him. To be honest, um, you'd be the only one by the sounds. Yeah, things. it sounds like everyone's <laughs> having a coffee with him, doesn't it? So, um, as, as have you been calling Ned Guy the hurdler? No, like well, I've yeah, been. yeah, the jumping over fence or whatever. <laughs> Didn't he do his hamstring or something as well? That's the story, wasn't it? But yeah, it's good to see. Like, we're, apparently, we're the only club who talks to players. Yeah. So we're the only club that can get in trouble for it because no one else tries to recruit players or anything like that at this stage of year. This is amazing, that isn't it? Yeah. Like, well, everyone just waits till October when contracts are out. Like, because every other club, but this one's pretty professional. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Gold Coast have been speaking to a big name player also, which would be a bit hypocritical in sort of retrospect, wouldn't it? Okay. No, or well, they're, they're probably just doing it behind closed doors, so it's fine. Mm, but <laughs> Is yeah, it? It's hypocritical. Yeah. It's only because what Nathan Buckley said it on TV, which to yeah. me doesn't make any bloody difference. Didn't make because any difference at all. Because we're not Tell me Tom enough. Lynch got his decision decided because of that. Give me a spell. That's what I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Favourite movie before we go? Um, I don't really know. You? It was your choice of topic. <laughs> no. What, I watched... Um, what did I watch? I watched Escasio like or something the other night. Um, What's that about? And, but then it got me thinking, because I've got watching Netflix heaps at the moment. Yeah. And I know it's not a new thing, but I'm new onto Netflix. Yeah. And... Just the movie choices. Exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> Exquisite. So, so no, just sit on the couch. I love how he walks in. Shooter. I've got this thing called I love, I love, <laughs> I love like anything that's got like suspense and like crime. Yeah? Anything. So like, like yeah, just love like the good like good cop trying to get like this person. Yep. Uh, like I watched Snitch last night with The Rock in it. No, just those type of stories. Love it. So if you've got any requests out there. Uh, Send it through. Watch yours. The, de- the Departed? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen like all That's those. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to rewatch that tonight. Usual Suspects? I haven't seen that. Um, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that? Usual Sozo? No. Oh, I that's will. A, that's yeah, a okay. I'll get on to that. Sammy? Yeah. 
Seven in that category. Oh, Brad yeah. Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is gruesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah, like when there's a they put a head in the box? Yeah, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> You <laughs> recommended to me Game of Thrones last year. Yeah. Yourself and our former co-host, Braden Cox. What about Power? Have you watched Power? Nah. Get on to Power. Yeah. Yeah, TV series on Stan called Power. It's good. 50 Cent. Okay. Um, what else? Anything else? Do you want a Conor, Conor McGregor update? No, yeah, go. On. So he's fighting October 7 versus Khabib. I don't even know how to say Norman McGetoff or something, his last name. Um, so Khabib is 26 and 0. Wow. Versus Conor in Vegas, October 7. This is like, so this is the guy Conor threw the chair out on the bus. Ooh. And like, so oh, all hell God. broke yeah, loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, and he's Russian. Yeah. Scary. Ooh. It's going to be like, so it's going to be on, is it? Yeah. Massive. Okay. I can't wait for that. Make it over for it? No, I won't go for it. I actually, like, I'm, I've been to live sport, like live combat sport, and it's really hard to see because you're below the ring. Yeah. So you need to watch it on TV, but it's going to be like the build up is going to be insane. Sitting at home with your mates on the couch watching that sort of stuff is not a bad option in the end. No, mate, why? Yeah, it'll save you the airfares, the flights, <laughs> the tickets, the beers. The one beer. For yeah, me. the one beer for you. <laughs> Scotty, good luck um, with the wellness centre in your new house and yeah. the infrared sauna. And Port Adelaide on Saturday at the MCG. Yeah. Missing a few players, so are they. 14 wins would guarantee a finals berth. So uh, it's a big game. Good luck with that. Thank you. Sammy Gaston, thanks for helping putting this together. Anytime. Next w- episode, we are going to try and get more out of you again. So we'll keep on no, working on that, mate. Just talk <laughs> over us. It's Jay Clark, Scotty Pendlebury, and Sammy Gaston. We'll see you next week on the Jock and Journal Show. Thank you.